What's up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Recessioned, aka Rap I Can't Lose, aka No Kagan. Today's episode, I'm going to tell you about last night. I was on Amazon Prime. It's about 11 p.m. I was trying to order toilet paper because in Austin, and I guess globally now, there is a rush on toilet paper. And I love going to the bathroom. And it became pandemonium when my Amazon Prime started crashing. And uh, it's been a wild few weeks. I'm sure it's been pretty nuts for you wherever you are in the world. This is global what's been going on. And I want to talk about it a little bit. I'm not a scientist, been reading a good amount, been talking to a lot of people. I lost about 200,000 so far in the stock market. And uh, it's just been interesting times. Yeah. I remember about five years ago in Austin, Hurricane Katrina happened and there was a gas shortage. And at first, it's easy to be like, ah, I'm like, dude, I don't care. I don't drive that much. It'll be fine. There's no big deal. And then I went to go get gas at one of those gas stations and it was out. And then at the next gas station, it was out. And then you start thinking and your mind kind of lets go of reality and of rationality. And I'm like, there'll never be gas again. Then I went to the next gas station. There's a guy literally filling up his gas. He was filling up a garbage tin, like the whole garbage tin, like a big, like, I don't know, 64 gallon tin of gasoline, which I don't think is legal, that I filled up my Miata. And then I even filled up one. I bought one of those portable ones and filled that up. And two days later, the gas thing calmed down and gas is existing and, and we all went back to usual. But it, it was definitely an experience I was glad to experience. And it's kind of like like this whole thing, which I, I'm glad it's pretty freaking wild to go through this and experience it in life, right? Can't you imagine? Like, how crazy is this? It's like the Spanish flu, but hopefully we all live. Spanish flu, I think a lot of people died. I'm going to talk about three things in this episode. I just hope it helps. It's helping me kind of process and think through it myself. So number one is how can we better prepare financially for now and in the past and the future? Number two is preparing your company to be recession-proof and virus-proof. And number three is dealing with uncertainty and fear. Like, how do you prepare mentally? And I was just trying to take some notes to really think about this through for myself. So preparing financially. Let's just start off with the way that I've liked to always be with crypto and with stocks and with things like that. It's two major things, which is one, pick a strategy and then stick to it. And so the main thing for me with strategy is I'm a long-term holder. So whatever I buy... I love the Warren Buffett story, which is what stock would you pick, go on an island for 10 years and then come back and it's better. And so through all the things I've bought, I've almost never sold. Only one thing I ever sold, which is my Chipotle stock. And I still regret that. And so number one, just think about what your strategy is. That's a key thing. Are you a long-term holder? Do you have the interest in short-term trading? Do you not want to be out of it completely? I have some friends who are just all cash. And so I think number two with picking a strategy is what's your asset allocation? So how risky are you? If you're older, like my parents are, they're more into preservation. They can't take bigger risks. You know, like Boeing is cratered. All these companies, you know, certain companies are cratering. So think about what is my risk tolerance based on where your age is? Like I'm actually not that risky with my investments because I, I can't control them. And what is my asset allocation? So how much money do I want in cash in the bank? And how much money do I want in the stock market or in equities or whatever that is? And so you have to stick to your strategy. And I haven't sold anything. I'm holding on to it. I think I'm down, as I told you, to about 200,000. Part of my strategy, though, all along has been has been around 50% in cash and then 20, 30% in equities and then the rest in other stuff. And so I'm sticking to it. And it's definitely hard, right? I, you know, literally like 30 minutes ago, I was like, oh, I need to sell all this and just give them cash. And then market's going to tank because everyone says it's going to tank. And then I'll get back in. And my strategy has been, no, you're going to keep that money in the market and write it out and timing the market hasn't worked. This is obviously like a once in a lifetime probably experience, but stick to the strategy. I think there's times to review your strategy, but I think trying to figure out these things and time them in the impulsive moments is where I'll probably end up making mistakes. 
So that's number one. Pick a strategy, review it, and think about your risk tolerance and asset allocation. Number two was on the first day the market dropped, I think I lost around 70,000 in paper money. So it's not gone. Just the value of the equities is down. It's not down forever. And so I called my stepfather. I called uh, called dad and I called Norm. And I was like, yo, what's up, Norm? I was like, oh, how's the market? This shit's crazy, huh? He's like, "Ah, it's actually pretty good. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I got out of the market because, you know, this Corona thing seemed more crazy than people realized. And I started buying shorts or puts, which means he's betting the market's going to go down. So he's like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. And, uh, you know, I was a little mad at myself, not mad at him. I was jealous and I was just more like disappointed and all these things. But it was like it was more I was just frustrated with myself. And then it was actually an interesting moment to think, holy shit, this guy who's my dad, who does this all day and loves this, is paying attention. I'm totally ignoring it and I'm not spending time on this. I'm thinking about other things. Why don't I just try to work with him and have him focus on what he's great at and have me not focus on what I'm great at? And so I hit him up the next day and I said, hey, you're an expert. Can I just give you the money and you pay attention to these things and I can go back and focus on, you know, AppSumo and SendFox and HallDrop and all the things that we're working on. If you're not great at something in all aspects, but financially, find an expert or someone you know who's great at it and ask who they work with or ask if they'll work with you. Number three, be a part of a group. So I feel pretty fortunate. I'm part of a WhatsApp finance group and, a, and an Austin Startups text group. And there are really diverse people in these groups where I'm getting really good insights and opinions from like DC policymakers to there's a guy named Marshall Haas. I love Marshall. He has bipeel.com and a few other products. And he was starting to talk about one of the groups, how he has products made in China. And he was discussing, yeah, China is coming back online. And some of the things that have come out that have actually happened in this period, being a part of a group you could have some insights or advantages versus just kind of being a lone ranger. So definitely go find a group or find people and create the group uh, if you're not a part of one. And number four, this is interesting. So my stepdad started buying these shorts and I was like, all right, I need to buy the shorts. And I was like, oh, I'm going to sell it right away if it goes down too much. He's like, well, that might be the actual time you need to be buying it. And I was like, ah, I see what you did there. And it's interesting, man. Like I remember when I was uh, in 2000, the first dot-com crash, I was 18, I bought at home. And uh, I put $5,000, a lot of money for me back then. It still is a lot of money for me now. And I lost all of it. It went down, it kept going down. I rode it all the way to the bottom. I surfed that one all the way down. And we have this interesting tendency as humans to overcorrect where the pendulum, I love my friend Andrew Chen is talking about this, but it's like, if you swing one way and you lose all the money in the stock market, you're like, I'm never gonna do the stock market again. And that's true for a lot of aspects in life. And so I think you really have to think about, you know, let me write down what happened. Let me write down my decision process and not overcorrect for these things. And this is freaking hard and it's scary, right? As the market's going down and he's like, don't sell it now. This is where you actually got to buy. It's courageous. And I've thought about this a lot in the past month or two, which is the reward is in the risk, right? And if you don't want any risk or if you don't want any reward, just take no risk and that's fine. And you'll stay where you are and there's nothing to be gained. But there is something to be said, like if you know you want to get some results from the market and so forth, like you do have to, uh, you have to go a little bit against the grain. And uh, that shit's hard. So that's number four. You got to sell when others are buying. And people say that, but that's the part you actually have to do. And I, you know, even myself, it's very challenging. I'm not, I'm not great at this stuff. So those are the things to prepare financially. Number one, pick a strategy, review it, you know, on a regular basis, not every day. Think about your risk tolerance and what is the asset allocation you personally are comfortable with. Number two, get an expert. Number three, be a part of a group. And number four, go sell when others are buying. That shit's hard. Just think about that. Don't overcorrect. All right. Now, how to recession proof your company? This stuff is crazy, you know, and we have a appsumo.com, uh, marketplace for software. If you're, you know, starting a business now, if you're working from home, which a lot of you guys are, or you're running a business, you can grab all the tools you need at great prices there. 
And so, you know, we have a good amount of people working at the company and we don't, you know, we want to stay in business and we want to thrive. And so, you know, it dawned on me today, like this market thing, and this is something I want to think about you, if you're working at a business or if you want to start a business, like this is really powerful to, for me specifically today. I was looking at the stock market. I'm like refreshing Google Finance. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And the thing that really dawned on me though, is that I didn't, con- I can't control it. I can't control it. And that pissed me off. But that also made me feel empowered because I feel more control and I can influence AppSumo. I can go out and say, what are things that people are still going to need no matter what if the economy is bad? You know, most people are now working from home. Most, a lot of people might lose their jobs. They're going to want to create companies. Now, how can I go help them? How can we as a business go help them? And so I think that's something to be said for you. A lot of times when there's limitations, like I just got off the phone with a, a company I love and they cut their ad spending from $200,000 a month to $3,000 a month. On one side, it sucks. But this side, I'm like, dude, that means you're going to have a lot more creativity to go do some big things. And so if you haven't thought about starting a business or if you just got let go, a business at the end of the day is really the only thing you can control, right? You can't really control what the market's going to do. You can't control everybody else, but you can control yourself. Anyway, so number one, you can control your business. So that's probably the most important thing. Go start a business or go be a part of one where you can be influential. Number two, if you are in a business, if you're the team lead, the CEO, or if you're part of it, think about morale. So we have a ping pong and taco party tonight, PPP. And on one hand, when you walk around, you don't see anyone with the disease or with the flu right now, but it's either going to happen or it could get worse. It's definitely scary. And so I think one of the things with the society, not to be naive, but to keep morale and keep optimistic, like, hey, we will figure this out. Hey, let's be safe. Let's prepare. So with your business and with your team, stay positive. And, you know, it's infectious. That's a bad pun or a bad joke. All right. So number two, morale. Number three, this is something my buddy Andrew Chen has been really influential on, which is the, you know, revenue 40% plan. So he and a lot of the, you know, VCs are like, hey, the times might get tighter and rougher. So Andrew recommended, and we did this, and it was super helpful, which is, do a 40% plan. So if your business lost 40% of the revenue this year, what changes would you have to make? And so it was actually better than I, we expected. So me, Chad, and Eamon took our current budget, made a duplicate of it, and then cut our revenue by 40%. And it was actually cool. It was like, all right, well, what will we cut if we needed to stay in business this year and not lose money? And so it was like, all right, let's look at some of our food. Like we don't need to have food every single day. We don't maybe need travel, maybe some of our marketing, maybe some of the contractors. Maybe like all of us, you know, can take a percentage of a pay cut. And it was like, we're not doing any of this, but let's make a list of all the things. So if it does come to revenues declining significantly, it's not that we're looking at it too late. We're not looking at it in hindsight. And I think that's just something with all the things going on now, you know, it reminds me of when Facebook banned my older company. It was like, we thought of everything except one thing that we could have never imagined, which was getting banned. And so I think the more that you can really try to prepare for as much as possible within reason the more successful you're going to be. So take your budget, cut the rev 40% and make a list of all the things that if it does get bad, you're already ahead of it and you know what you can do. And the second thing with that, and I think we're, we've done well with this at our company at Sumo Group is maybe you can cut some of that stuff now. Maybe there's certain people, sorry, or maybe there's certain expenses you can negotiate or maybe there's certain expenses you just cut. You can't cut your way to growing a business, but you can definitely save a lot of money if you need to last for some period of time. All right, number four is redundancy. So I think the team at AppSumo is calling it bus service. But redundancy or, or death list, there's a bunch of different names for it. But if one of the people on your company gets sick, what's going to happen? I think that you need to, and this is something that we're doing, which is, is every single person redundant? It's not that every person's not special. It's not that we don't care. But you definitely want to make sure that if anybody does happen to have to get away for a month, do you have a plan in place or do they have a backup? So think about the redundancy in your business. And the fifth thing is business insurance sucks. 
That's fucking it. They fucking don't do shit. We paid for business interruption insurance. We have that. And this is not technically insurance because it's not a flood or tornado. They don't cover flu or viruses. So fuck insurance. It's a scam. All right. And <laughs> uh, preparing mentally and uncertainty. And so I was writing notes on the things I want to talk about with you. And honestly, I got nothing. You know, I go through phases in the past week specifically where I'm scared. And I look at the actual money that's going down and it is a small part of my net worth. But that loss is still like, I'm like, oh, I got to focus on this when in the grand scheme, it's not that bad. And then there's other phases where I'm, I'm taking long breaths. I'm thinking long term. I'm saying this is part of my plan. Don't overreact. And so it's definitely just interesting to observe my emotions and my responses, reactions around this. Like instead of being a little bit more stable, here are the values, here's the plan, sticking with it. And I think I'm doing that. I'm just emotionally, you know, it's hard not to uh, be affected by that. So here's three things that I did find have really helped me through this. And it's only been one week. It, it could get a lot worse. It could get a lot better. But number one is learn. So you can't go back and sell all your stock and sell all your crypto and, and do all these things. But what can we learn for next time? Right. So I think for myself, it's go find the expert, which is my stepfather, get him more involved sooner. I think the business stuff, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. I probably would have done the 40% plan sooner and then maybe the redundancy plan sooner. But overall, I think we've done pretty well with that. I think the only thing learning for business is maybe thinking, hey, if something bad does happen in the economy, how critical am I to these customers? If something bad happens in the economy, how critical am I to these customers? So really think about what you can learn financially, personally, mentally, I think is a great thing. Number two, it's control. So think about this. I, I bought some shorts. So if the market keeps going down, I'm kind of hedging, right? So if the market goes down, I make money. If it goes back up, all the stocks I do have and equities and index, blah, 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 I do fine. But what's crazy is I, I bought a very small amount of the uh, short. So if the market goes down a lot, I actually don't make that much. I mean, I think it went down a lot today and I made 2000 bucks, which is good, but it's not nowhere compared to how much I lost on the stocks. But psychologically, I just feel good about it. And so my stepdad was like, yeah, man, it's just because you can control it. You're doing something about it. And I think that's just true for a lot of it. My buddy Adam Gilbert always says, take power. It's something we talk about a lot. So how can we take power in these situations? Right now, you still can, right? Maybe you can't figure out the virus, but you can figure out how to prepare your house. You can go research it better. You can look at your company. You can look at your friends. You can look at your finances. There's things you can do. And, and that's something I've got to remind myself. Take control, take power back in the situation. And the third thing I would say for preparing mentally, for mentally and uncertainty in times of, of hardship is journaling. and just this, this podcast, it's like, is it really as bad as it seems? Yeah, it's definitely, this is shitty. I mean, people are gonna lose their jobs. People have lost a lot of money. I've lost a good amount of money. But journaling kind of like helps you just think through all this stuff and organize all the things going on. It's kind of making me appreciate I do have, right? I'm able to buy water. I'm able to eat, drink Topo Chico. We're gonna have some tacos and wine in a little bit. And the other part of that is I have thought more about like, how can I help other people, right? So do people at company at our company at Sumo need money? Do they need loans? Do they need anything that we could help them with? So what can we do with them? And so just write it out and maybe you'll get some clarity, maybe you won't, but I think it'll help you process if you're ever feeling uncertain or fear and you want to improve, just journaling, something that has definitely been uh, very helpful for me. So those are the things overall, man. Uh, if you're trying to prepare financially, mentally, for your business, the crazy thing is by the time you hear this, you know, we could all be down more or the market could be crazy up. And, you know, think about what can you do about it for yourself? Take power, be safe, prepare and help other people out there, man. I love you.